Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Anagiri. Today we're here to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies, episode four. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? And the Vermontian Zoe Trimboli. Hi, everyone. Another episode. Uh, not as eventful as last week, but this was definitely an episode where after this week, I feel like things are going to step up. There are basically no layup teams left in the game, maybe one. And now people are going to have to make some real moves. So even though this wasn't the best week, it was an important week so that we could move forward. I was so a fan just because the pacing seems to be good. Like we were nine minutes in and there were four hookups. I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm drawn in. Yeah, and we're trimming the fat. I hope that the rider dies theme stays all the way through so that we can be getting rid of two people at a time and it just keeps moving along. Um, yeah, great episode. Music budget still there, so that's nice. And, okay, so we're going to jump right into it. They open up. They bring us in, uh, Darrell and Veronica, as a new pair into the game. Uh, third straight week, they brought in a pair, and... If you're a rookie in this game, this has to be endlessly frustrating that they're just bringing in vet pair after vet pair after vet pair. Um, and it's like, here's the thing. Like, I love Darrell. I love Veronica. First ever three-time champ, the first ever four-time champ. They won two tiles together. They are, like, they're, they bring a name recognition and relevancy to the show. But if you're just, like a, like, a normal person on the show, it has to be frustrating to play the game. They're intimidating people. <laughs> You know, just by name alone. So I, I, I agree. It, it almost makes me want to say, you know what, Johnny, that was a smart move to get out Kayla week one. But I'm not going to say that. But it almost makes me want to because look what happened. Yeah, they, there's just no end of the vets in sight at this point because there's just so many of them. Uh, I like Veronica coming into the game, though, because she doesn't always play like a vet. Um, she plays for herself. So I'm excited to see what she does. Um, but yeah, it's just an endless revolving door of, hey, we'll get someone out and just replace them with some vets. It's that's gotta be exhausting. And let's let's let let's get dirty. Let's talk about like the tea about this all. Because like what I heard was that they had the COVID shutdown uh during filming early on, and production looked at their cast and they're like, Oh my god, it took us eight months between seasons to film, and this is supposed to be this like the cast that's supposed to restore the challenge, and we didn't cast a good cast. So we got to call as many people with big names as we can. Like, hey, will you come on this show as a twist? Last second, please, 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 please. And there are some big names who got thrown out who are, who are maybe going to come on this season who didn't. Well, the rumors that I heard was that Nia was supposed to come on with Jordan, which we talked about on here already. And she confirmed that on a podcast and said that her vapor's lung kept her from being able to come. Uh, rumors were that... Kara in some facet was going to come on. Maybe not with Polly. At first they said that if Veronica would have said no, she would have been with Darrell, which could have been interesting, I guess. Uh, for pure drama sake, Kara and Polly would have been fun, but I'm fine without, as I know Zoe is too. Yeah. And then rumor is that John A and MJ were asked to come on too, but she said no and he said yes. Yeah, I'm fine with Car and Polly not coming on because it would be one would have been, it would have become the Car and Polly show, and I don't need that. Um, I know that when they asked Veronica to come, she said, "You got to give me like she 
you got to give me at least two weeks. And they're like, this is the last possible date. And she made it work. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like it should be that hard to plan, but apparently it is, I guess. I, I don't really get it, but I'm glad they're there. I would have preferred, I think, everyone just coming in at the same time because so much of the promo was around all these vets and then they weren't there in the beginning, so it was just weird. I'm not a fan of this pairing because I just don't think their two play styles complement each other at all. I, I think, like, Darrell's, like, really afraid of heights and it's not like Veronica can get him over that. It's not like, you know, her cardio isn't the best and it's any of the, like, Darrell can carry extra weight. It's not like they're going to be pushing the pace. I think their weaknesses actually just bring each other down. So I don't think they're going to be a strong pair at all. And I, and I hate to say that because I think individually they're both strong players with defined strengths, but together they don't, I, I don't think they mesh. I think they have potential for certain eliminations just, and I think I give even more of that credit to Veronica because she's so smart. Um, but I totally agree. I don't see them winning together. I could see them winning certain challenges just like, Anissa and Fessy did together like I don't think that they were a team that was gonna ever gonna win the show together but there's certain things they'll be able to win together yeah Veronica's smart I mean we saw an all-stars like she was winning those dailies for a reason she's she's quick as hell but yeah as a pair I don't really know how they come into the game and yeah we go into the house though we have the aftermath of last week's elimination where Annalise and Tommy you know double-crossed Olivia and Horacio because they made deals with everyone in the house for safety, uh, very big brother ass, very rat like, uh, <laughs> and Olivia just tells them straight, like that was a dumb move. Nobody can trust you now. I'm against you now. They don't have your back. And I, I fucking loved Olivia in this moment. She just, I love her. Well, Zoe's saying she didn't want this to become the Polly and Car Maria show. I feel like to some extent it's become the Olivia and the Horacio show, and I'm so okay with this. Uh, it's like I'm really enjoying them, and I'm I'm curious to see if Zoe's been one over a little bit this week. But just so much fun. And honestly, Annalise doesn't realize what she's done because just the obvious. Uh, and Tommy's just going to cry regardless. But I was glad to see someone actually like call someone else out for their actions as opposed to like, it's okay. We got saved. Yeah, Olivia won me over this week. I have to say she just seems so comfortable in and she's herself through and through and I love that she is not concerned about being real or like she's not trying to be too much for the cameras she's she's yeah I'm sold she's great yeah uh I love that like she just really held her own and then you had Tommy who just in total big brother fashion just kept trying to lie and lie in circles and everyone could just see it so transparently. It was just like, it, it's like things weren't clicking with them. Uh, shock. <laughs> this is my shocked face. Uh, duh. Uh, they're not the brightest. Although one thing I will say, this is kind of a tangent, but I think it's relevant. Last week after the episode, a lot of the rookies went on a Twitter space and we're talking about the episode. And so many of them were coming at Annalise being like, you didn't protect rookies. Like your, our job was to align with rookies. And she said, well, actually I had some alliances beforehand, but I wasn't put in a place where I could protect rookies because guess what? Kim and Colleen were also rookies. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the plan they had aside from them lying to Olivia and Harasu. Had they not done that? I don't think it's that big of a deal. 
Yeah, they just shouldn't have like made a strong deal. They should have encouraged people to save them and been like, we'll just don't make any deals. Be very intentionally vague with your language. Mm-hmm. And, and like, what really hurts too is it was just like a dumb play too, or like saving like the two rookies, like the, those two pairs would have been just the bigger targets versus now everyone just sees them as the clear layup team. And I mean, Horacio and Olivia, people really enjoy them. Uh, so that happens. Then we have a little scene where uh, with the rookie girls where well, I, I guess the rookie girls, uh, people say Amber B is leading the rookies. And I don't, I don't see that at all based on the show we're watching. She's exhausting. I'm sorry. Last season, I was like, I'm so into her. Like, this is great. I hated her first season. Maybe it's like every odd season. I'm not going to like her. But like this whole like I'm on the bottom of everybody's totem pole. Are you though? Because like, I really do think she's pretty close with Nani and Casey, despite some of the things that happened in the past. Bessie has not like made any attempts to swing at her probably to reconcile. Like, I don't know if she's the bottom of the house. Uh, I don't think she's the bottom of the house, but I do think she is the bottom of the totem poles. I think she's not in the line of fire yet, but when the fat has all been trimmed, she will be the first person that catches a stray. I just, I just feel like they would protect her over Michelle and Jay, over Fessy and Mariah, over Nelson and Narice. Maybe not Fessy, just because the big brother tie, but like for her to this early on be having these conversations with these rookie girls being like, we've got to take it this season. It's like, girl, you're a champ. Like perhaps it's great deflection, but like perhaps she's not that smart to like know that that's good deflection. Just like, I don't know. I think the only reason that, well, Michelle and Jay will definitely catch strays before her because they've just Mm -hmm. been playing a louder game. And Nelson and Norris are also playing a louder game. I don't, I think if, I think her laying back is smart and they're not performing very well. So they're fine. I would just argue that her having this conversation 10 feet away from Veronica, Darrell, Nani, Bananas is like attempting to have a loud game when you're right. She could lay back and just kind of be quiet for a little bit. You also have to remember that nobody's literally ever had a better rookie cir- like season like circumstances than Amber B because she goes into a game that had like half rookies. And so she was part of this like like she wasn't part of it, but she was kind of part of a rookie girl alliance. There were all these big brother alliances going on. And they're like, oh, hey, Amber, you're going to be part of our numbers. Who does she get as a partner for her rookie season? Darrell. So she gets to coast on by on that side. Uh, She's just like a part of all these different groups that like she's just there. She's just because she fit the qualifications. She coasts through. Uh, Who does she face in elimination? Amber M in a hall roll. Who does her elimination? Big T in a hall roll. And who does she get as a partner for the final CT? It just, everything stumbled like in like backwards into her for like the win. And now she has to try and play a normal game and she just doesn't know how to do it because she had the best circumstances ever her first season of the challenge. It's very true. You're both right, but she's just getting on my nerves, but that's okay. That's personal preference. I kind of, I, I kind of like it. Cause uh, I saw an argument online and people were like, Oh, she's not actually a sweetheart. She's just really whiny. And then some oh, people I think be like, she's a sweetheart. I think she's both. I think she's both a sweetheart and very whiny. And I think people can't compute that you can be both. Yeah, you call that spoiled. Yeah. Which, on as you just explained, she was very spoiled in her first season. So. Whew. Then we have our hookup montage, which was uh, 
went through all the gamut of emotions. We start off with Laurel and Horacio, which is mostly her just admiring how hot Horacio is, getting a very intimate, close hug with him. Just, I don't know. She looks at Horacio the way most viewers do, so I don't blame her. And this is not any shade towards Laurel at all, because do your thing. He does not seem very into it. I don't know. Maybe no, I, I'm reading this wrong, but like. I think he's shy. I truly okay. do. I don't know that he's like dying to hook up with her. I think he could be a little like uncomfortable about the idea of doing it on camera. I love how relentless she is. Like she is just like, I see it. I want it. Let's go. And I don't think she's crossing any lines because he's clearly not telling her to stop. Like he's not. It's this isn't like a weird like non-consensual thing. It's very much consensual. But like she's just she's crazy, man. Like I admire that so much because there's so many times in my life where I've looked and been like, I am interested, and I'm like, I'm just gonna watch from back here. And she's just like, hug me, hug me again. Let me feel your abs. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, and anytime we see her watching him compete, just her face is like she's enamored. She can't keep herself still. To be fair, she does that when everyone competes, which is something I love about her. She's just like, I love this shit. This game is awesome. But yeah, she's definitely got big heart eye emoji face for Horacio. I mean, she tweeted going to this week like, oh, we got to jump off this building. This is freaking awesome. This is why I do this show. And yeah, she loves competing. And like Horacio, I, I think he's very shy, but also has a bit of an ego, like a like a like a a confidence to him where like when Laurel's talking to him, it's like, he is shy, but he does like, he's like, well, I love, I love people who love Horacio. So I'm kind of into her hugging me like this, but I also don't want to make a move in the same way that like, you know, Amber's sweet and a little whiny. Horacio is shy and egotistical, not in a bad way. I think he's really, I think he's a dope guy. Humans, humans are multifaceted creatures. There's a lot of onions here. We got a lot yeah. of onions. And okay, so we go from that, which is just, you know, admiring from afar to just straight up horny hookups. We got Fessy and Colleen and Nelson and Olivia. Okay, Fessy and Colleen, I, I don't hate it just because like, I feel like any other hookup we've seen on TV has been like apprehensive to hook up with Fessy and like, is he a good guy? Is he not? Colleen's just like, he seems fun. I'm going to do it. And Kim is like, I'm going to close my eyes and ears. It's just a funny interaction, I guess. And it doesn't make me feel like, ugh. I'm okay with it. Release anytime, your inhibitions. Anytime I watch someone carry someone over their shoulder and just drop them in their bed, I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's get it. Everyone's on the same page here. <laughs> um, But I have to say I felt the complete opposite watching Olivia get into Nelson's bed only because I was like, girl, you can do better. You could do so much better. Please do better. Um, uh, but it's funny. It's funny, but I hate it for her just because the way she spoke on it was funny. If she would have been like, "I'm in love with this man," like I don't know where he's been on my life, but she's like, "You know what? I need a little something. I'm gonna get a little something." And and looking at it as a whole, what are her options really, Jay? I don't care. Yeah. What I don't get is why Fessy and Nelson feel the need to drop just just to say the word love and confessionals, even if they mean it in a joking matter. I'm like, just say you're horny. Just say that. I just I don't need you to lie about what these relationships are. These are just these are just hookups like for TV and for comfort. And yeah, they need to get laid. Great. 
so does a lot. Not, I'm not going to say everyone, but most people need to get laid. So just, yeah, get it. And then we go to the messy end of the spectrum, which is <laughs> Jordan getting into Tori's bed. And I, I it's just so relatable too, because I don't know. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I think a lot of people, if they were in a house with their ex and there's still like a lot of good loving feelings there, you're a liar if you say that you wouldn't at least be tempted. And a lot of us would succumb to that temptation pretty quickly. I think even if there's some unresolved bad feelings there, it's probably still bound to happen just circumstantially. I love that Veronica was in the bed next to him too, because I'm sure like she was just like, y'all are fucking dumb. She was like, well, shit, a couple months ago, this was Naya next to him. <sighs> sure was. Sure was. Wow. So let's move on to the daily challenge, folks. It's actually a pretty fun one, I thought. I thought it was very extreme. It was like, had a like classic challenge elements. Uh, players had to jump off. The roof of a building, uh, their partners are hanging vertically to a bar overhead. Um, they have to time it perfectly to where the partner will drop. The other person will leap. They will go forward. And there is a flag, I don't know, say 10 feet away. I don't know, 50 feet. I don't know how, I don't know how far it is away. But it's, it's a decent amount away. And they have to take the momentum, grab the flag. And the team who held on the bar the longest and grabbed the flag uh, will be the winner of the challenge. Uh, it was a very difficult challenge. Yeah, um, um, I think Narice had a great point that the girls should have been hanging. I think maybe the only exception was Tommy and Annalise um, and maybe Fessy and Mariah, just because he's so big. I could see him pulling her right off of there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, girls definitely should have been hanging. I think that was the move to make. But it was fun to watch. I get giddy watching some of these teams just like because it was such a it was a challenge based on their connection too like they were just like locked in on each other so you could see teams that there was a level of trust there and teams that were like hope this goes well yeah what was clear was that the teams that did the best as well just like as a whole were the ones who had their partners drop off the bar before their partners hit them because some of them weren't waiting until you know their partner leaped off and then like the momentum wasn't really going at the same rate it was more of like a a stopped object going into a moving object and you need two moving objects to get the most best momentum possible. Uh, ooh, did I freeze? A little bit, but we're going to keep bit. rolling. Yeah, we're going to keep rolling. Um, Jordan Wisely is good at everything. Everything yep. forever. Um, he's just so athletic. It's ridiculous. I don't know if there's been other guys on this show who are as like just simply coordinated and as athletic as he is. Yeah. And I would say he's super versatile, just like in everything he's good at uh, for sure. Uh, on also too, like I'm not going to give Anissa credit. She hung there. Well, she hung there. Good for her. But uh, I also really liked Kim and Colleen's strategy. If it had been implemented the right way, swinging, if, if, he could have caught her or she, I can't remember who jumped, but if whoever jumped could have caught them at the right time, at the right swing, they could have had so much momentum to go back and easily 
get that flag, but they just jumped at the wrong time. Yeah, I think it was actually the right strategy if, if the goal was to him to get to her platform, but just timing it all at the same time, it's just really tough to like get that perfect motion. Uh, the, that was like maybe the funniest fall. Uh, no, the funniest fall was Veronica. Oh, she, yeah. she was not even close. She wasn't, I mean, part of that is, I guess, Sterell's fault for not dropping much, but also she just wasn't even, she didn't even get that far off the platform. She barely touched his shoes. Well, it scared Veronica. Me. Veronica shouldn't have been jumping and she only had to because they also had provided pipes. Like she clearly should have been the one hanging and because Darrell is so athletic and so agile and so strong, but he can't do it because he's scared of heights. I just got chills because her falling made me like, Ugh, it makes you feel sick. I think it was Chauncey that was like, why is there no net underneath of us? Like <laughs> just nothing. And when she was upside down, I'm like, please put her right back up, please. Reminds you what a badass she is, though, because she just like flipped upside down and then was like, this sucks. Let me fix it. Like no reaction, really. Well, I mean, like once you have Julie Stouffer trying to release your safety harness, you're like, OK, I, at least Julie's not here. True. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that makes my heart beat faster. Just thinking about that. The two best failures were uh, Fessy and Mariah, where Mar- Mariah was one of the few girls who was able to push their partner far enough and Fessy's big enough. And the flag was in reach of his hands. He just missed it. Uh, then you had, I was just gonna say, but he's more athletic than 90% of the guys in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They couldn't do it either, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, then you had Annalise where she had a great job. I mean, I mean, Tommy was such a small target to grab onto. She still made it up, got to the flag and just barely, it was in reach of her hands. She just missed the flag by the tip. Uh, had Tommy just gone back and been a normal person trying to get the flag, they would have won the daily challenge, which is kind of hilarious. He is such an idiot. For lack of a better word. <laughs> He's a loser. Ugh. Like he was so interested in like the theatrics more than like actually winning the daily. And they know they're in a bad situation. Who was it? Was it Fessy that said he was just like putting on a Broadway performance? Somebody did. And that's exactly what it was. I just remember watching him do it be like, the jump is not the accomplishment. You still have a job to do. I I can't with him. I really, I have no nice things to say about Tommy. None. Zero. I can't. Bye. I hope he gets eliminated this episode. Ah. And then we had Norris, who uh, she's like very like from the jump is like, oh, I think it's very clear that the men should be jumping. Um, so that's what me and Nelson are going to do. We're not going to say it. They get to their round. And Nelson, 54 daily. Ch- oh, so you want it? Well, I was just going to say, it's funny that earlier in the episode, he said that he really shouldn't try to win right now because he's in such a good position in the game and he's like lying low and nobody's looking at him he's in good with the vets narice is in good with the rookies and he said those words he said he should not win and the whole time i'm thinking like nelson's definitely going to be good at this and narice like they're a good pair for this specific challenge and what do they do they the dub He needs to thank Norris, and I'm not sure if you all knew this, but she has an IQ higher than Einstein's. Are you joking? No. (laughs) 
Yes. Um, but who knows? She might. Uh, but I Come did love. Wilson, yeah. True. But I do love that people, if they wanted to, I like Nelson, so I'm not going to like hate that much, but people could totally be like, this, you only won this because of Norese. I think Nelson could have won it with just about anyone, but should he have won it is the question. No, he shouldn't have. I, even, I think, like, you look at his face when the producers ask him that about, like, when's the last time he went to do the challenge? He has, like, a very tired face, and then he turns on, like, like, oh, I'm supposed to make a joke right now type thing, like... It's definitely been eating at him a little bit recently. And so he definitely wanted that win just so that thing could be over. So he didn't have to deal with that. And so I don't blame him for going for it. Uh, I loved him. Tor was like, that's impressive. And she went, no, that's important that you finally won one after all this time. It was like the best line of the night for me. And I, I do think there was like an element of like him and Jordan being the two guys to do it do make sense. Cause they probably have the best like strength to weight ratio, probably the best core strength of anyone in the house. So you know, we saw Devin try to do the same, and like Devin just isn't quite the athlete they are. Uh, no shade to Devin. Devin, I mean, he has some good stuff, but he's just not as fit. Uh, not that athletic either. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Uh, Nelson wins the daily challenge. It's been 54 daily challenges since he's won. Uh, when they say that number, Nelson's like, I didn't know a number higher than 37 existed. Well, he, he knew that 38 existed since he's on season 38, but that's the extent of it. He couldn't count to his birthday like a few weeks ago. He's just having a hard time, but got better for him today. I think we'll see. We'll see if this is a long-term benefit for Nelson. Yeah, and I'm happy for him. And I'm also like, I'm really happy for Maurice because I do think she's someone who like we've known, like she's posted photos of herself in Nelson's challenge jersey like many ages ago. She's a super fan of this franchise. She's someone who's been dying to be on the challenge. And you watch her like on the show, her brain has definitely been thinking about what she's going to be saying on the show for years. And she's living her dream now. I She's living my dream because I've been dying for Nerese to be on this show too. She is the perfect candidate. And She's also so stunningly beautiful. She's one of the most beautiful women that's ever been on this show. But I'm so happy she's here because, again, she wants to play the game. She doesn't just want to be there. She doesn't want an appearance check. Like, she wants to play the game, and she wants to come back for future seasons, and I love that about her. Luke? I mean, I'm just going to echo all that Zoe said. So to not be redundant, heck Yeah. <laughs> I think she's I think she's really bad at Twitter, but I really love her on the show. She's so bad at Twitter, but she's so I really am like I, I'm watching this and just thinking it's a mistake that she hasn't been on before because she's really been like designed for this. She looks so good on camera and she has such a presence to her in her confessionals. She wants to she just wants to be part of everything the challenge has from competition to showmances to the politics. I love it. You know who else is terrible at Twitter but great on the show? Amanda Garcia. True. Like that's an elite club to be in. Be bad at Twitter if you're going to be good on the show. That is fine. <laughs> Ooh, they come out of the daily challenge. Uh, they got to pick who to nominate. And Nelson is like, well, I shouldn't nominate the vets because I haven't had power in 87 years. And if the first thing I did once I had power was nominate vets, it would just put a target on me. And I actually think that's an... I actually think that made a total amount of sense. I mean, the guy was, 
He was going to go to the final total madness if he didn't sacrifice himself for Corey. He made the final last season without winning a daily. His strategy has been working without winning. So if the second he had power, he did that, it would be a mess. What even was last season? Spies, lies, and allies? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because it'd be so much easier to recover if you said, all right, Colleen Kim, you're going in. Like, Narice could so say, well, Nelson's got his loyalties. I'm so sorry. Next time, I'll keep that in mind. So, yeah, he's making some good sense right now somehow. What if I told you he's a mastermind? I'd say you lied. <laughs> <laughs> and the the way he game planned it with the with Olivia too, where they're like, okay, if we do these people in in the draw, it'll it'll be a better chance that you don't go into elimination. And if we throw in Annalise and Tommy, well, there's no way you're going to lose to Annalise and Tommy in the worst case scenario that you actually do go into elimination. So I watched that conversation amongst the four of them, and I was like, this is kind of stupid. And then I was like, wait, this is kind of smart <laughs> because. The whole mindset was that, you know, let's throw off the scent that I'm going to protect her over everybody else. People are still going to be shocked, but we can make sure that you don't go in. It takes the target off both of our backs while we still have power. It was a really good idea. Maybe he is a mastermind. It was like the Shasta Cola version of like Cam's move from Final Reckoning. It wasn't anywhere as good. There wasn't as much theatrics, but it did like people were like, what's Olivia doing up there? What's going on? Yeah. And she played her part really well when it came around. She was like, just uh, what, like, what? She just looked exasperated and good natured, like she is. Like, oh well, here we go again. Guess I'll just have to win. No, political mastermind. Not that any of it was really his idea, but true. So yeah, the nominations were Olivia Horacio, Annalise, and Tommy. Kim and Colleen, and then Darrell and Veronica. Uh, during the deliberation, they try to cut it, essentially like lean Darrell and Veronica into making a deal with Olivia and Horacio. Uh, Kim and Colleen are already, you know, going that way because they're rookies. Uh, yeah. I love that Veronica, because Norris is like, we're going to see what, how this goes. Like, this is our plan. And Veronica's like, just so you know, <laughs> nothing ever goes to plan. It was a very funny moment from her. Yeah, that's... I it made me think of her moment on Dirty Thirty when she just turned everything around and sent Leroy into elimination. She's like, "Yeah, watch out, those plans." And I I, I did have that feeling in my gut the whole time that Veronica was going to pull the safe stick and then throw in Horacio and Olivia because that's the way things usually work out. Yeah, I was glad to see that they actually like came up with a deal together because I like that alliance i would like to see one of them win and then do something crazy <laughs> me too uh you know they get to the draw olivia and Horacio pull, pull the stick uh the safe da dagger whatever it's called they choose to save Darrell and veronica and Darrell's like very like upfront he's like i'll remember this this was a good thing for us like the, we can work with them going forward like thank god this happened and this is like the best case scenario for the nominations as a whole like we, you gained an alliance. You didn't ruffle like any major feathers. Um, it's great. It makes my heart happy. I mean, like I said, Kim and Colleen are funny, but like I have no stock in them at all. Why is why was tonight the first time I realized how tall Kim is? I don't they, know because <laughs> he's tall. They, they put him next to Tommy in both the daily challenge and then later in the elimination. So it was extremely dramatic. I mean, he's very tall, 
but it's just like it was doubled in factor. It was like almost like those photoshops you do of two people where you make someone short and tall, but it was just the real perspective. It was shocking to me. And I knew he was tall, but again, yeah, he was with all the like the little pipsqueaks down there. And I was like, holy moly, that is a giant man. <laughs> the elimination. Uh, players have to grab a rope and then lift their opponents who are laying on a bed, lift them up. There's a little puzzle they're going to do as they're lifted up. Very simple. Um, problem is, Tommy isn't strong enough to lift Annalise. What a dud. What a dud. I can't. I, it. Annalise is a very small girl. Very small. And when Kim starts trying to coach him on how to pull the rope, because it's so pathetic that he can't even like begin to pull her up. I'd never want him back ever again, ever. And as much as Annalise, I enjoy seeing her like whatever, as much as she's a, a dud in her own right as well. The girl has been dropped from several seasons because she's been an alternate. This is the first time she's made it on and she makes it on with Tommy, someone who cannot lift her, who even as he's pulling at the rope is crying the dramatics just like this is not an audition for a show well like her tears actually like affected me a tiny bit watching her lay there and just like quietly cry because she had absolutely no control over these circumstances i'm like a a sympathetic crier i see someone cry like last week watching tori cry to jordan i got emotional and i teared up because that's what i do I didn't do that with Annalise, but I felt it. Tommy's tears had absolutely no impact on me whatsoever. I literally was like, get your shit together. You did it, this. It makes me wonder if they had a choice on who held the rope and who did the puzzle, which even if they did, like it would have made more sense to say, hey, that guy's going to hold up the girl who does the puzzle. But uh, in this case, I really wish they could have switched because I feel like Annalise could have lifted up Tommy. I almost hoped that she was going to, in the middle of the elimination, say, hey, can we switch and just keep going like however yeah. long it takes us to take me out of here and us to switch i would have loved to see production step in and let them try to switch mm -hmm. yeah it was like it was just getting bad that's i wanted to see that too um annalise just laid on her back disappointed while matt can get the job done something we think a lot of people have been through so that's what happens uh kim and colleen get the easy win uh tj's like oh uh tommy you know you're crying but you showed heart and everyone's like oh tommy tommy you did your best oh jordan's confessional that's somebody i want to see back on the show of course it is he, he's an easy person to beat Ugh. i, I want to know how much they paid jordan to say have these nice confessionals about anisa and tommy this season because like I, I hate them i hate them i'm like no. jordan you're not my psa guy just get the hell out of here i don't I can hate it. And also the moment that uh, Tommy and Annalise are out of there, TJ's like, Kim and Colleen, well, that was fucking easy. <laughs> it's like, and like Kim and Colleen are laughing because they're like, oh, you did a good job. You did a good job. Like we didn't do anything because like right. they live. Yeah. And it was actually a super easy puzzle. In addition to all the, it not being challenging physically, the puzzle was very simple. The whole thing. Ugh. And then he had to like twerk on his way out. I'm like, just go. You embarrassing little tiny man. Stop it. 
I, I hate to say that he is the exact type of person that they will thrust back on us in the future just because we hate him so much. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this, love the guy. He needs to come back. Bring back Josh. Please. At least Josh trained and trained. He can do things. Actually, no, I hope Josh never returns again for personal reasons. But anyways, I will take Josh back 10 times over before I see Tommy for one second on my screen. Down with Josh. <laughs> I get it. I know where you're coming from, but um, I disagree. I don't. Okay. Well, the layoffs are out of the house now. So that means who's going to be the layoffs going forward. It's obviously Kim and Colleen. But once, what, I mean, not even trying to be mean, but they're just the least connected people, least experienced, whatever. Once they're out though, things get a little bit interesting. Cause like who gets targeted? Is it Jay? Cause he's small. Is it, is it Kenny Clark? Cause he's, uh, he's a, I mean, he's a person on the show. doesn't look that very strong. Uh, it's like, who, who's going to be looked at as the layup now that they're gone. I think Jay I, Michelle. Veronica and Durrell are in hot water still too. They haven't completely avoided that. They're not who, a layup, but they're in danger. Who's in the best spot? Nani and bananas. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's so scared to like make that move. Like all the vets are close with them. And the rookies love Nani. They yeah. love her. <laughs> Nobody's going to touch them. And... Who do you think is the best team right now? Hmm. Uh, Horacio and Olivia. I was going to say the same. I don't want to like speak too soon, but like, I just feel like they're, they've killed the dailies. Uh, they've been into elimination twice now and they've proven themselves to be smart and to align with some of the right people. Yeah. They're knocking on the door of a daily challenge win. I think that unfortunate circumstances will leave them in danger for the entire game because their name's been said so many times. It will just keep being said, but it doesn't mean that they're not a great team. And obviously, like, there's potential for Fessy and Mariah to be a great team. Uh, Tori and Devin are solid. Yeah, right now I think I would ride with uh, Fessy and Mariah as the duo who I think are strong. So I just think he has a little bit more experience. And they really they really did crush that daily challenge last week, like, physically. And then this week, they, they probably could have won this week, too, had he just been a little bit closer on that flag. So... Uh, yeah, I think those are definitely two of the big, two of the best pairs. And then Devin and Tori, um, bananas not have the most experience. Yeah. So looks like that's our episode this week. The preview showed a little bit of, uh, spiciness happening, happening, not clear on what I saw Laurel's face a lot, which made me excited, but also nervous because I love mm-hmm. her, her and Jack, like make my heart skip a beat. I love that team so much. Um, I'm nervous. Oh, I'm waiting for Jack to really get like a moment. I don't know. Cause I haven't, I like him, but he hasn't really shown me enough as a competitor to where I can like really think of them as like a legit threat. Yeah. I like them, but yeah, I don't know what his abilities are at all. Other than he looks like he's in shape. <laughs> That's our episode this week. Hit like on the on the YouTube ep- on the YouTube uh, episode. Uh, subscribe to the channel at CF Confessionals. 
on Twitter. Uh, find uh, Luke on Twitter somewhere. Uh, at Zoe, at Zoe Trimbo. Uh, at the Alan Aguirre on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's going to follow me on Twitter because all I tweet about is Taylor Swift these days. That's that's the best thing to be tweeting about. Where where are you getting the tattoo? Mm, right here where my cast is covering right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> so great. Once the cast is off, you're just gonna be reborn anti-hero. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be lit. Okay. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Stream Taylor Swift. Goodbye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>